FM Breakfast Show with the Double L Team, Lyle and Lawson. Welcome, everybody. You're listening on 87.6, or 88, right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. Positively different radio in the morning, and a special shout-out this morning to all those listening in Tea Gardens, New South Wales, on 87.6, in Birdwood, South Australia, on 88.0, and in Portland, Victoria on 88.0. If you're listening from one of those transmitters, we would love to hear from you this morning, uh, but we do have a special announcement to make. No text messages this morning. Our text message function is down as we are updating to a new system. So you just got to call. We'd love yep. to hear your voice anyway. 0491 064 Just give us a call. Do not text. Mm-hmm. Just call. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's right. Lawson. What are you thankful for? Uh, well, the graduations in terms of Newcastle Uni and pretty much every new, uh, university across Australia have concluded. They have. For this week. Pretty exciting. And yesterday I went to the graduation at Newcastle Uni because uh, I had a few friends graduating. And the guest speaker was Julia Gillard, the okay. former Prime Minister of Australia. And she had been given an associate doctorate in... I forget, but like an honorary thing, or she earned it. She she got an honorary doctorate, right? So, so she was deemed by the council to have been worthy to receive a doctorate. Well, so I guess now, if you've been prime minister of Australia, that's of yeah an accomplishment. And she's been like working in the field that she got a doctorate in since she was prime minister as well. So they were like, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. But uh, she's now Dr. Julia Gillard, and I watched that happen, and she gave a banger speech. Too. <laughs> You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. For my Lord, we're going to have the first question for our quiz. And don't forget, no text message this morning. Our text message service is down. You're going to have to call. We're actually going to do, we're going to do, a, we're going to do a special type of quiz this morning, a special method. Okay. All right. So basically, we're going to rejas- re- drastically reduce your ability to get points this morning. But this is good because it's going to be a battle. Okay, guys. You, okay. Have, to, you okay. have to step up to the plate here. All right, this get is, your phone in your hand. This and is get how ready it's going to go. work. It's I'm going to say the question. And the first caller through with the correct answer, that's going to be the person who receives the prize or the point for the draw. Okay. So 0491 is the dub to call or text. No. What? Did I say something? It's the num- yeah, you said it was the number to call. Oh, text. it's the number to call. It's yeah, the number yeah. to call. Okay, 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 we yes. don't have text this morning. We don't have there text. There is no text function this morning. So 0491 Our first question is, what prophet did Matthew quote that said the virgin would give birth to a child? 0491 What prophet did Matthew quote that said the virgin would give birth to a child? You only get the point... If you're the first caller through with the correct answer. Okay. 0491-064-669. Give us a call right now. You know what the number is. All right, Lawson, let's have some positively different news. All right, we're going to be talking about some science this morning. I know Blake got in and talked about some legal, financial, crypto stuff yesterday. But we're going to be talking about science this morning, Lyle. And we're going to be talking about how we have crossed the precipice. We have... We have overcome. We have crossed. We've gone over the limit, over the and barrier. We've, we've fallen off the edge. No. Okay. We've, we've achieved greatness. 
Because for the first... We've reached the summit. For the first time... We've reached the summit or fallen off the cliff? Nuclear power has produced more power than they've put in. So so I reported... I talked about earlier this year, we had gotten to the point where they'd broken even. Okay, but the U.S. Department of so Energy... 100% efficiency. That's right. But so now they've got 110. The, the U.S. Department of Energy has announced that through in this breakthrough, nuclear fusion has it's crossed the precipice. It now makes more energy than it costs to make that energy. Okay, but it always makes more energy than it costs to make that energy because... Well, this is the point. I mean, the, the whole rules of science is that, yeah, but ba- basically what you're talking about is free energy. We're, that's we're, right. We're creating because, energy. But the difference is, is so, so like. But we're creating more energy than what we're taking out. That's right. Yes. And then if you keep that process continually going, eventually you get to the point where there's no need for, like, say, because we, we have fossil fuels that create energy, right? And so it takes less energy to mine the fossil fuels and to burn the fossil fuels and the energy that comes out. If it didn't, then we would be stuffed. I wonder whether we could set one of these systems up in a car and get rid of... I do not of, want to drive a nuclear bomb. Get, get rid of um, battery-powered cars. You have an accident and it's like, oh, oops, there goes Newcastle. But, you know. <laughs> it's like a nuclear fallout. But essentially the method that's being used, that, because there's different methods for nuclear fusion using, for example, nuclear fission... That's yes. one side where they're using like radioactive waste and all that stuff. The other side, this is the the one that's crossed the precipice, has been that they've just gotten big old lasers to fire at one another with some hydrogen in the middle, and it has caused nuclear fusion. That has get this, Lyle. This is insane. Has made all the energy that has gone into firing those lasers, so it's covered all that energy. And then furthermore, has boiled 10 kettles. Okay. So so that's the level that they're at right now. 10 kettles. Is that they've, through this, they've covered all the energy that it's cost mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To, to fire those lasers, is the, the energy that's produced from the firing those lasers, and they've boiled 10 kettles. That's... that's- <laughs> Something, but this so, is so. So basically, uh, we could make. Let's think about this. About thirty cups of coffee. You can for make. Free. This is the thing. You can make thirty free. Thirty cups of coffee, but that's the point. For free, we've never been able to do this before. No, those thirty cups of hot chocolate or Milo or whatever. It's always been at the expense of burning some fossil fuel to run an energy grid. But this is thirty cups of coffee for free. All right, so now all they've got to do is take that same technology and expand it. Scale it. Scale it up and refine it so that we're getting, you know, for the same amount of energy expended in this experiment, Mm -hmm. we're not getting 30 cups, we're getting 30,000 cups. That's right. And we're free energy, run the whole world. And and you just keep going and keep going and keep going. Until the point where you scale it down and get rid of the nuclear altogether and just keep going on the free energy, right? Well, what's the free energy? Well, the free energy is the energy that's being created. That just 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 pour that into creating more energy. Oh, yeah, to for create sure. An, an, an energy cycle. It's right? just it's just an infinite loop of energy, basically. Yeah, this is a pretty wild story. This, I have my 
this is the precipice that we have been waiting to be to, to be crossed. Like this is when people talk about climate change and when people talk about you know the the use of fossil fuels and non renewable resources and the and the solving of that problem. There have been many motives that many ways that we've gone down, but ultimately, like when it comes to wind energy, hydro energy, and solar energy. Like, none of them have had the potential. None of them have been seen to have the potential to create base load. That's right. Whereas nuclear energy... nuclear uh, Hydro energy, can if you've got consistent rain. That's right. But nuclear energy is the first one where it's like, if this is scaled up, it can continually produce base load. Yes. And for free. For free. Well, that's the difference because nuclear energy has been around for forever. Yeah. Producing base load in lots of countries. But this is interesting because, I mean, if you look at, say, for instance, wind energy, uh-huh. it takes a lot more wind energy to you, – you invest a lot more wind energy mm. or, you know, energy in wind than what you actually receive in uh-huh. energy and electricity. That's right. So if, you, if, you're inventing, if you're investing, say, 20 tonnes of wind energy into turning a turbine, you're getting like five tonnes of electrical energy in return. That's right. Whereas this one, they're investing their 20 tonnes and they're getting 30 tonnes in return. That's right. That's, that's Well, they're getting Yeah, no, I'm just, of, I'm, just, I'm just using... Just, that's right. I'm just trying to, to create an illustration that helps yes. us to wrap our heads around what is actually and taking place here. Again. So then, you could, then what you could do is you could take that... Uh, so you're getting an extra 10 tonnes of free energy. Yep. Use five tonnes of that, reinvest five tonnes until you can shut the nuclear off. That's right. So, but essentially, like, yeah, the important thing is that it's it's crossed that line. This is my theory, anyway. I think my theory is probably wildly wrong. I, I, yeah, I don't trust anything you say, Lar, no, uh, because you're not a scientist. Although I did see that you dry, you've driven your car into the office for the first time, so you've got the motor in, and it's I've been driving, driving it for and, months, and it's roadworthy. And congratulations to you. But yes. hey, some other really did that because I was a genius. Yep. Yes, you did, Lyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, good for you, Lyle. I'm, I'm theoretically, I'm metaphorically patting you on the shoulder. Right. Uh, but okay, I have another, uh, I have another piece of scientific news this morning. They have come up with a method to stop the mass culling of chickens, and basically, how this happens is that lots of chickens are born because of factory farming. All right, and lots of people eat chickens. Now, the problem is, is that when males are born, you need a lot more females than males because females lay eggs and males just impregnate. Yes. But... And they come at about a 50-50, I would imagine. Yeah, that's right. Um, So that means that millions, if not billions, of male chickens just get killed. Roosters. Roosters. Yeah, roosters. They They just get thrown in the bin. Uh, so they've come up with a method where they have gene-edited chickens so that they possess certain chromosomes that if you shine a blue light on the chicken, it will either give birth to... Well, it will lay a female chicken, or if it's... Shouldn't it be a pink light for a female chicken? No, it's just... It's, a blue light? Well, <laughs> Who messed this up? But uh, if, if, it is, if it is produced what would become a male chicken, the male won't hatch. So it just like oh. the embryo won't develop. Okay. Once blue light is shone on it, then the embryo won't develop. So this is basically, this is ending the over excess of. So we, so they're just like aborted, essentially. 
They're, chicken abortions. They have mass aborted chickens. Well, I guess they're pre-birth abortions rather than post-birth abortions, as we've been <laughs> doing in the past. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. And we are about to get into the second question for our quiz. Don't forget this morning, you can't text us. We have no text line available for today. The uh, the prize, of course, will go to the first caller through with the correct answer. Yes, the points, the points for the prize, because we're still doing our draw, yes, guys. Points. And we'll we'll have our text messages back up and running pretty much as of tomorrow. We're hoping. We are hoping. We are praying. We are praying pray, that they'll be up and pray up tomorrow, for but us. It's not then Monday. Yeah, but. You guys still have the ability to get your points in to win the amazing Jungle Doctor books that we have. Guys, these are fantastic books that are absolutely amazing and will be a blessing to you, to your kids, to your parents, to your generations, to the third and the fourth, anyone. Uh, these books are incredible. It's all about Dr. Paul White's adventures and stories of going over to Africa, being a jungle doctor over there. He's got the books of basically his experiences over in Africa, as well as his uh, his kind of allegorical stories that he used to reach the African people that were turned into illustrated books that you can read. But hey, 0491-064-669. That's the number to call if you know the right answer. The first caller through will get the point. And the the question is, Nathaniel doubted if any good thing could come out of what city? So Nathaniel doubted if any good thing could come out of what city? 0491 and and Shell has been, I think, a little bit merciful on you guys uh-huh. with an easy one. So give us a call right now. Yeah, be the first caller through zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Remember, you cannot text. We have mm-hmm. no text line today. We mm-hmm. only have the phone. So you're gonna have to do it old school today. Mm-hmm. Make a phone call. Nathaniel doubted if any good thing could come out of what city. So he's he's like doubting. You know, can any good thing come out of what city? I'll give you a free answer here. It's not Auckland. Uh, even though New Zealand's a terrible place, it's not, it's not Auckland. <laughs> no, shout, out, shout out New Zealand. Shout out New Zealand. I'm just joking around. Uh, but 0491-064-669. This is, this is Lawson trying to make up for Blake yesterday. Yeah, that's New right. amazing. That's right. All right. So back in 2019, I reported on this story where they, there was projections being made about the future of the uh, Episcopal Church, the Methodist Church, a bunch, mm. bunch of different churches in the United States that were same-sex affirmed denominations. So these are denominations that will do same-sex marriages. Mm-hmm. These are denominations that will have pastors who are in same-sex relationships, uh, etc. And uh, when you go back through uh, the last 20 years or so, since they moved down this path, what you find is that their membership has literally fallen off the edge mm. of a cliff. And the really sad thing about that is that these are members who haven't moved across to another denomination. Um, they have they have uh, simply fallen through the cracks altogether. And I'm going to come back and give you some more details about that right now, but right now we have mm. Nick on the phone. Nick, welcome to the show. I think it's Bruce. Oh, Bruce. Bruce, welcome <laughs> to the show. I just I saw a different name come up, but uh, Bruce, you got an answer for our uh, quiz question. Yes, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Nazareth. Oh, correct. Well done. You're Fantastic. in the draw for some Jungle Doctor books. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for calling through and joining us here on Faith FM this morning. So that was Bruce. 
Uh, he's the first, and that's how it's going to be done today. Just yep. be the first caller through. You have to be the first caller through to get those points. Mm. All right, let's see here. We were talking about the uh, the Episcopalian Episcopal Church. Church, which is the Anglican Church of America. It's just yep. the, the name it's called. Uh, so this is not a small denomination, but we reported on how that you know, fifteen to twenty years under the uh, current projections, these churches would cease to exist, exist as a denomination. Mm-hmm. And there has been new research that has come out to show that basically they're on track. Mm. And the really disturbing thing about this, of course, is that these are the decisions that these churches made because they believed that it would increase their relevancy with the current culture and thus this would be their strategy for church growth. They would create a point of difference. It's mm. like, okay, these churches over there won't accept this group of people, but we will affirm this group of people, and therefore people will see us as being more loving, more kind, a mm. better church to be a part of. Uh, this will make our church grow. And what it has done it is has absolutely, um, well, they've lost a quarter of their membership in 10 years. Oh, wow. That's, that's massive. Back in 2019, there were 547,000 attendees. They're down to 312,000 already. That is just huge figures right there. Mm. But that goes on the, on the, along, along with another phenomena that is taking place in some of these woke churches in the United States. And the latest phenomena has been drag queen shows mm. in church. You know, you think it's bad enough for something like that to be in a, you know, a children's hour in a public library and we okay, we say, okay, you know, secular people are much more likely to do something that is grossly immoral and grooming to children mm. than what a church does. Mm. But when we look at churches and we see the steps that churches have taken, you know, over the years since there's been a bunch of uh, grand juries and royal commissions and so forth mm. to protect children from adult behaviour, mm. what we always knew was this. We caught very few of the pedophiles and we only caught the dumb ones. Mm. We never caught the smart ones. Mm. And so now the smart ones have created ways of, well, let's uh, groom children another way and let's have adult shows in church right now. And I would not have believed this until I saw it on YouTube and I encourage you not to go and watch it on YouTube. You will seriously need some some eye bleach after having done so. Mm. Because you have literally got men in lingerie performing in cathedrals, in churches. Mm. You know, the Bible says that at the end of time Babylon has fallen and truly Babylon has fallen. I mean, how, how much further can Christianity fall than to be allowing these kinds of events? Mm. All right, so this is a story then that we touched on yesterday and we ran out of time to... Uh, be able to touch on it, and and of course, if you want to, uh, if you want a biblical perspective on, you know, things like drag queens in church and so forth, just encourage you to read Romans chapter one. Yeah, it's very very plain language the Bible mm. uses right mm. there. Okay, so the University of Idaho has just settled a free speech lawsuit with Christian students who were silenced for their biblical beliefs. So wow. there was three students and one professor who were part of an organization called the Christian Legal Society, mm. and. They were slapped with a no-contact order by the university. So no-contact order basically works like this. If you're at a university or at this particular university and you are found to be promoting violence, Mm. then you can be, you know, 
hit with a no contact order and of course you know the police can get involved in all that kind of stuff so that you are separated from each other and it's an endeavor to stop students from being radicalized mm-hmm. okay so these guys got hit with a no contact order and you think okay they're up to some pretty bad stuff but as it turns out the christian legal society had made a statement in its constitution in support of biblical marriage between a man and a woman mm. And so one professor and three students that were forming this um, and had made some comments in relationship to supporting it and so forth were hit with a no-contact order. In other words, you are not allowed to speak on this subject because biblical traditional marriage is now violent. Yeah, apparently. And dangerous. I mean, we saw that with the restaurant story uh, last week. The family foundation getting shut down because they're violent and dangerous. Because they wanted wanted to protect their staff from someone having a different opinion? Yeah. Uh, It's it's pretty bizarre. It's pretty... Mm. It's, it's, it's remarkable how the level of determination there is to get as far away from God's plan as absolutely possible yeah, wow. in our universities today. Mm. And, uh, of course, they actually um, won a, a suit on this. The Freedom Alliance in the United States took the university to court and the university ended up having to pay out $90,000. Mm. A lot of money, right? Was, it, was, that, was that story? Yeah, no, $90,000, yeah. So that's a fair chunk of money that they had to end up paying out. Uh, After the university issued no contact orders, we feared expressing our beliefs on a variety of topics on campus at all. Uh, They wrote, we never knew when someone else might take offence at what we said, prompting the university to issue another no contact order at any time without notice. Mm. By censoring us, the university prematurely terminated the debate and inquiry that are essential components of the pursuit of truth. Mm. Uh, if not only it not only silenced us, but all students who may have some who have views some find controversial, mm. and that's not what universities are for. Mm. You know, you would wonder what would happen if a bunch of Christian students took offence to a LGBT plus. Organization mm. on campus. Yeah. And like, we're offended by that. We need to slap these guys with a no contact order. What are you going to do? Slap everybody with a no contact order when somebody is offended? Which, you know, again, is- that's the crazy thing, though, is that that would never happen because. No. Mm. And this is, the, this is the foolishness of equality because you cannot create equality without discriminating against someone. Mm. As soon as you, you know, and that's just the world we unfortunately live in. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. And before we get into our interview for today, we are going to have another question for the quiz. The question is simply this. What does the name Emmanuel mean? If you know the answer, 0491-064-669. Now, is the number that to is call. that number to call. call. You can only call. You'll call us up, and if you have the correct answer, you can come and say it on air. Absolutely. We had uh, we had Bruce before, and mm-hmm. Nick was Nick was right behind him, uh-huh. and so Nick's ca- na- name came up on the screen. Mm-hmm. But uh, well done, Bruce. Quicker on the fingers. Shout out, Bruce. But, hey, again, if you know that the answer to that question, what does the name Emmanuel mean? 0491-064-669 is the number to call, and you'll go into the draw to win three of Dr. Paul White's most best beloved 
amazing Jungle Doctor stories. It so we're, we're getting some calls through now, but it's also time for our interview this morning. Interview of the day with Jeremy Dixon from uh, New Zealand to talk about all kinds of good food. Um, we, I, see, I see a call coming through right now, but um, do we have Jeremy Dixon on the line? Jeremy. I'm here. Ah, fantastic. Jeremy, fantastic. Well, thank you for joining us this morning. Hopefully you weren't listening to early in the show where I made a lot of fun of New Zealand, but, uh, you know, not a lot, but just, just a small amount. Well, I, I'd love to ask, what's your, what's your opinion of New Zealand? How do you feel about New Zealand as a country? Do you love it? Great. Greatest country in the world. <laughs> okay, okay. We've got, we've got a real New Zealand patriot here this morning. That's fantastic. Well, it's not hard. I mean, it's pretty, it's black and white. I mean, there's nothing to argue about, really, is it? <laughs> That's awesome. But I mean, hey, nothing, 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 every second thing can't kill us over here. That's got to be a good start. Okay. Yeah, I was talking to some people who, who love to go out, you know, camping and hiking and whatnot, and they talk about how in New Zealand you can just lay down in the soft grass and have no, you know, you'll be out hiking, you can just, you can just have a lay down in the grass and have no worries about snakes or spiders exactly. or, yeah. you know, the various... Brilliant. Fauna in Australia who will come and just end you. Yeah, swim in the sea and there's no jellyfish or anything that's going <laughs> to eat you as well. <laughs> Amazing. Well, we've we've gotten our, our New Zealand love out of the way this morning, but now we'll get into what we usually talk about, which is food and everything food. And what what are we? What's our topic for today? Well, I thought I'd share with you some good um, summer holiday recipes. Oh. Um, yes. that you can make when you're kind of lounging around home or at the holiday house or camping or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just a few ideas here. But before I do, I want to do a, I'm just a take my latest cookbook. Mm-hmm. So cookbook, Revised Cafe Cookbook number eight has just arrived early mm-hmm. and it will be in all the um, ABC book centres in February. But if you can order it from my website now, mm-hmm. um, revive.co.nz if you want to get one for Christmas. Amazing. That's right. You can get Revive Cafe Cookbook number eight from various different outlets. And you can call us at Faith FM and we can put you in the right direction as well at 0491064669. Yeah, so it's very exciting to have a new cookbook being born. It's kind of, uh, yeah, quite an exciting experience. Mm, awesome. And it's eight go around. What Do you think that there's going to be a cap to the amount of cookbooks you make? Or are you just going to keep making them? And- well, yeah. my wife keeps telling me, this must be the last one, Jeremy, but I think I've got quite a few gifts in the yet. There's still heaps of <laughs> really cool recipes I want to share. So, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's lots of fun. Oh, amazing. All right. Well, now, book promotion out of the way as well. Summer recipes. What can we make when we're lounging around, when we're sweating like anything, you know, we're getting our, <laughs> you know, we're not necessarily in the mood to be blasted with steam and heat. What, you know, what, what's what's the direction to go? Yeah, sure. So a few cool little ideas here. So they're kind of quite fresh. First one is um, I don't know if you've ever tried making a watermelon pizza. So this is when you get a watermelon, you cut it right through the middle. Uh-huh. So you kind of make pizza kind of chunk, like a big round bit. Uh-huh. And you cut it up like a pizza. Uh-huh. And then you top it off with things like, you know, cherry. You can put cashew cream, some nuts, almond butter blobs and things like that. So you've kind of got a really cool kind of fruit, creamy pizza thing happening. Wow. Watermelon pizza. I mean, it's the perfect shape for it. I can fully imagine in my head just cutting it up into pizza slices. But, exactly. That's quite a fun thing to do, especially uh-huh. for kids as well. Uh-huh. Um, next thing is a really cool salad that I really love in some of those book as well. It's a refreshing summer peach salsa. Mm. So what you do is you get some peaches 
You get some red onion, some coriander, avocado, and red capsicum, or peppers, whatever you want to call them. And you chop them up really, really, really finely into like a nice salsa. Mm-hmm. Drizzle a bit of lime juice over them, a bit of salt. Mm. And it's just a really nice, refreshing salad to have with another dish. And, and just the, the sweetness of the peach with the coriander, onion, and red onion. It's just, just a really nice, fresh summer combination salad. That sounds really fresh. Peaches plus <laughs> coriander and, and lime. That's, yeah. that's incredible. You, you normally wouldn't put peaches with that kind of thing, but it actually works really well. It's like a nice wow. kind of kind of fresh salsa. Jeremy, I trust you. I believe you. But if anyone else is telling me this, I I would be concerned. For them. <laughs> but you know, I'm going to trust. I'm going to trust your wisdom on this one. Good to hear. Good to hear. Um, the other thing that's really fun is making your own healthy ice cream. Mm. So what you want to do is, is put your put bananas in the freezer and freeze them up really hard. And before you put them in the freezer, take the skin off because the mm. skin will stick. So take the skin off in the freezer, and you probably need at least 24 hours to get them super, super hard. Mm. And also pre-chop them as well, so just chop them into, into kind of little cubes. Mm. And what you want to do is put your frozen bananas and your fro- put some frozen berries and a bit of cashew butter or cashew nuts and put them in your food processor. And this is the food processor with like the S-Blade, not a, not a, not a blender liquidizer. We're talking like a food processor. Mm-hmm. And you put it in there and you blend it around. And the blender will make a chunky, chunky, chunky noise as it starts to cut everything up. Mm-hmm. And eventually you leave it there. It'll turn it into this. It'll, it'll change from being chunky things jumping around the food processor into this really nice, thick, creamy ice cream. Mm. Sometimes you might need to add a little bit more water. And to start off with, you want to make a bit of a small batch so you don't overload your, your food processor. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, eventually it will turn into ice cream that's just like silky smooth, Spoon it into a bowl with some fruit, and it is amazing. Oof. Oh, that, that is right up my alley. Banana ice cream, literally made out of real bananas, and no milk as well. That's awesome. Yep, so you don't, you don't need anything like that. And um, you can also do a chocolate version, just instead of the berry, add some cacao powder or something mm. like that. Mm-hmm. We could do a mango version. We've put some vanilla in. You know, there's, lot, there's lots of combinations. Mm. You can there's no, no artificial sugars. No um, antifreeze, like we put an ice cream. It's just a really nice, fresh kind of ice cream style thing. The trouble is, you trick is you can't freeze it, so you've got to kind of eat it straight away yes. and put it in the freezer. It'll just turn into a hard block, so you yes. do need to um, to produce it fresh. But it's really, really good, and uh, kids love it. And it's a great summer treat. Oh, that's amazing! This is again every time we talk, it makes me hungry. But especially because you know the last couple <laughs> in the last couple of days here in Newcastle have been pretty warm, a bit sweaty. So it's like, oh, yes. it sounds like something I want to get into today. Cool. Now on the savoury side, so um, wraps are really good to have for lunch. Oh yeah. So basically, and there's some really cool wraps up these days. There's lots of wholemeal ones. There's lots of gluten-free ones. There's almost spinach in them. So get a really nice wrap, the biggest one you can get. And um, so basically you want to just warm it up briefly in the oven just to kind of give it a little bit of warmth. Don't make it crispy so it's hard. And um, so basically obviously you want to start with like salad components like lettuce, tomatoes, um, some finely chopped cucumber, all those kind of things, um, whatever your favourite salads are. And then get really fun with your protein component. For example, you can make some bacon strips out of tempeh. You can put in some fr- um, fried tofu, make some falafels up. Um, put some, some chickpeas in, so it's a really cool protein component. But the secret to a good wrap is a killer dressing. Mm. And this is what will make it make it between kind of a dry, tasteless wrap to make it amazing. And some of my favorite dressings for wraps includes like a satay sauce, mm. 
um, just a little like peanut flour, even just in a blender. You can make it, you don't have to get all flash, just even just some peanut butter, some ginger, a bit of um, garlic, and some lemon juice and some water in a blender. You can make a really quick, cheap kind of um, yeah. satay sauce and pour it over the wrap. You could you'd make one of my cashew aiolis, which is basically cashew nuts, lemon juice, some salt, some garlic. Um, or what I've really loved recently, and I've got a few of my those cookbooks, is the green dressing. Mm. And that's where you have like a base with like cashew nuts and water as your base. And then you add garlic, lime juice, or lemon juice. But then you add a whole big bunch of herbs like parsley or coriander. And um, you get a really beautiful, thick green dressing. Maybe even add a little, a little bit of touch of green curry paste or some kaffir lime leaves, a bit of salt. And you can have these, ama- and they just look amazing with this green dressing. Um, tastes really amazing, lots of herbs in it. And um, it's really cool. So the herb that has the most greenness is parsley. Mm. So often, if you, if you can, you can put lots of coriander in to get to get it green. But if you want quick greenness, so if you want parsley, the best. I put some a lot of parsley, and then perhaps a bit of coriander, and um, that's how you get your nice, beautiful green dressings. Mm. Oh, that's great! Wraps are so amazing as well because they're so light to eat. Like yeah. I, I find for lunch, if I if I you know smash down a, a burger or noodles or rice or some curry dish, something like that, I'm usually just full. And you know, for my work in the afternoon, I'm struggling to stay awake. But having like you'll you'll make like a decent size wrap, but actually feel good afterwards. Exactly, it's awesome. So it's oh. um really, really cool. Um, another idea, obviously, smoothies are amazing. Um, mm. And again, banana is a good base, a banana and like a good plant-based milk. Um, and frozen if you can or, or fresh is fine. Frozen berries, frozen mango. I think you guys have lots of fresh mango. But you do need a, a good frozen component in the smoothie to make it nice and thick and, and really, really, really cold. Mm. And often you'll find if you use like some nice fresh fruit or mango or berries or something, you often won't need any kind of sweetener. So um, the only thing I really think that finds needs sweetener is often strawberry because they are usually quite on the south side. Mm. But generally, you, you, you won't need to add, add um, any kind of sugar. If you do, just add a little bit of maple syrup or date syrup or something like that. But don't overdo the sugar. Often you don't need it. Often it can be nice without it. Mm. And the, the sec- two secret ingredients to add to a smoothie to turn them from really good to awesome. One of them is a bit of cashew butter. Um, put a bit of spoonful of cashew butter in. But the other ingredient that will just make an, a, a smoothie really, really creamy is avocado. Mm. And it may seem a little bit um, not right. And again, <laughs> don't tell people who you're feeding it to because when you say avocado, <laughs> half people go, yeah, that doesn't fit in there. But just because it's beautiful creaminess, you won't know avocado's in there, but it will taste really creamy. So next time you're doing a smoothie to someone, sneak an avocado in wow. and, um, and uh, see if they uh, go, wow, this is amazing. Guess what's in it? And I see if I can guess the avocado in the blender, and then the smoothie. Man, I'm sure if you if you get enough maple syrup and vanilla in there, and enough of the other ingredients, you won't be able to tell. Hopefully, exactly. That's a litmus test. If you can tell the avocados in there, then you've put too much. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Okay, so so dude, we've got a we've got a full meal right here. We've got dessert and the ice creams. We've got our smoothie. We've got we've got our wrap. Dude, we're t- And the good thing is, you want to keep them simple. You don't have time for cooking in the kitchen. You kind of want to stock your fridge. Think ahead of what ingredients you need. Mm. Have them in the fridge. So when you go, okay, it's lunchtime, everyone. You know, it's just a quick, just in the kitchen for 10, 15 minutes, just whip it up together. Um, you don't want to be, like, planning and cooking off things. It's, you know, it's summer. You want to go in the kitchen and be outside. So, um, 
you know, keep things um, get things ready to go and just um, these, these recipes should be um, pretty easy to whip up if you're kind of prepared. Mm. Oh, amazing. Uh, do we have any other recipes? Any summer treats, summer yes. delights? What? Yeah, sure. One thing I'm really into recently, and there's a couple of recipes in my new book, is is waffles. Uh-huh. And I've traditionally never been a waffle fan because I always spent half the time unsticking waffles and nothing is working. Oh. But I've got this new waffle recipe that just works amazingly. It's gluten-free, doesn't have wheat, flour, anything horrible in it, and it's so simple. So what you get is one cup of chickpeas, one cup uh-huh. of chickpeas, one cup of buckwheat, just whole buckwheat, two cups of water, and half a teaspoon of salt, and put it in your blender and blend it up so it's nice and smooth. And that is the ultimate uh, waffle mixture. Wow. So it takes a little bit longer to cook than your traditional kind of white flour waffle. So you get a really good waffle maker. And with the waffle maker, I think I've probably shared this before, making sure your waffle maker's got very little clearance mm. in the top and the bottom. Some waffle makers have a huge amount, and you basically end up making a big muffin. Yeah. Um, so you want to make sure you've got really, really small gaps so that mm. um, when you get your waffle maker... So make your waffles, and the good thing about these waffles are there's no sweetness, so you can actually have them sweet or savoury. Wow. So you could put on top of them some um, some fruit and some maple syrup and some cashew cream or some mango or, you know, there's a million delicious fruit and kind of cream combinations. Mm. Um, or make it savoury and you just use um, do some smashed avocados, some cooked mushrooms. Um, so there's some really cool things. You can use like toast in a lot of, a lot of ways. And the best thing when you make them is do a double, triple, quadruple mix. Oh. Make all your waffles up, put them in, wrap them in glad wrap, throw them in the freezer, and any time you need a waffle, bang, pull it out, throw it in the toaster for a couple of minutes, oh. and you've got yourself a hot waffle ready to go. Mm. Dude, just go to... I, I, I think waffles are fantastic. But, hey, Jeremy, thank you so much for joining us this morning and getting into some amazing recipes we also have a caller coming through with the answer for the quiz i think we've got bruce there again bruce are you there so our question was what does the name emmanuel mean and bruce what does it mean yeah well emmanuel means god with us ah fantastic that's exactly what we wanted to hear bruce you be guys wake up bruce is too quick to the phone you got to be quicker than him we're going to have a question coming up after the eight o'clock news but Bruce, congratulations. Great job. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.